Today I'm welcomed by the infamous RF, a name that has been associated with Mayo football, mainly because of a good bit of entertainment, feedback, news, also about uh, a bit of secrecy. So the question is, to start off with, instead of who is RF, what is RF? Oh, that's a great way to start it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 like it's like a beach. It's changing every day. <laughs> it's some days the tide are in. I don't know. To be honest with you, Stephen, thanks for having me on. I don't really know uh, what it is. I suppose it's really it's a side. It's a hobby of mine. Of just talking shit about football, and it kind of grew into. I suppose I suppose you could call it a brand at this stage, or it's a definitely. it's definitely synonymous with Mayo football. I think it's it's, it's fair to say we've been a couple of years on the. I'd say five or six years, five years anyway, um, since I set up the Twitter page. And so that's how it started, Twitter. Like, when yeah, you said a, a brand, there's, there's a lot more to it. I've seen there's RF Galway, RF Sligo, podcast, Twitter. Yeah. So I see a bit of merch Facebook. there as well. There is merch, there's merch, there's um, there's a Snapchat, there's a very, very popular Snapchat account as well, which is, which is, which is another side to it. There's an awful lot of bits to it, and it's really... Do you know, there's bits coming and going all the time. It's 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 a funny old thing, uh, but it did start off like primarily. I think around the time around 2016, I just packed in social media for. I was just sick of it. I was spending yeah. too much time on it, but then I missed the football, or I missed the Twitter part of it, and I enjoyed you know always keeping an eye on, on club games and Mayo and all those bits and bobs on Twitter. So I said I'd set up an all sort of. I set up. It's just I just changed my actual Twitter account name to RF. I just kind of said so. I'll put up something that's generic enough, and no one will take any heed of it, and I'll tip away at it. And then I don't know. I I, I start. I think I started doing polls on games and started talking about club football, and I was getting bits of news and putting it up for the crack. And it was more of a joke than anything. And it just kind of snowballed in in over the year or two where it, it I kind of, you know, realised there's a bit of a market here. It's not the market that people were, people were really enjoying the fact that nobody knew who it was and I wasn't really involved too much in football at the time. I was living in England, came home from England and I wasn't involved with a club or anything. So I just kind of, but I still had connections and I still mm-hmm. knew people all over Mayo and I was always hearing bits of news and I could never figure out who it was. So it really grew. I suppose that that's why I was, I kept the anonymous part then because people enjoy the fact I wasn't um, showing my face up everywhere trying to be, you know, trying yeah, to get, trying to get a bit of fame. Then. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably the biggest thing why people got onto it and the bits of news that you probably didn't read or hear anywhere else. Um, so you said called, it, was, you know. um, it was gradual, just consistent yeah. gradual or was there any like one post or one week or a couple of months that it just blew? There's been a couple of times it, it, it got, I suppose... When when I started following the club games um, and started doing up stats and kind of I made a WordPress page then and I was kind of previewing games and giving my own two cents. And that kind of grew another bit. There was no real explosion, I don't think. Not particularly. The time Stephen Rochford left, that was a big thing. Um, people were gone stone mad and someone was telling me he was going in the morning. So I just posted it. I was right. told uh, that kind of blew up. I got a couple of thousand followers that day, or, 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 I think. Um, but 
it's been very good overall really like if you yeah it's it, Instagram, it, everything together it, the twitter has been really the, the the most consistent throughout it blew up on instagram for a while and facebook is kind of constant but twitter is really my social media outlet I, I i love twitter i love the way you can interact with people it's you know you're con you're confined to 144 or 288 characters now you have to be quick on the mark people are smart it seems to be a lot more intelligent people that use it and it seems a bit more engaged and it's structured with the timeline you know it's mm. it's most people are seeing what's happening at the moment that's what people like twitter so if something happens everyone takes out their phone and looks at i enjoy that i think that's the best part of Twitter and it's not people trying to be famous by just shoving their arse into the camera or, <laughs> um, you know, it, 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 it takes a bit of, um, it takes a, a couple of brain cells to, to, to contribute onto the app anyway. It, uh, it's great for GA scores. Like as you Don't said, read. update and boom, boom, boom. It's, if I'm looking for any GA scores, you're going on to Mayo GA, Sligo GA, uh, club teams. And it, it's all frustrating then when you, you want a score from a club team and they're not doing any anything on Twitter. You think that's the first place that, yeah. you know, anyone It actually, that, that, that happened, that uh, that's probably a big part why it got so popular is because at the time, Mayo GA didn't really show or share club results or put any effort into it. And I think now, when you look at it now compared to what it was back then when I started it's a different game. Like I started up a WhatsApp group with just people that I knew and knew that would be at games and, and, and was putting up results on a consistent basis where probably the sometimes the clubs weren't. But now clubs have seen the advantages of it. And most clubs, I'd say 90% of clubs are fairly decent with their um, with their updates. And that's, I don't have to do it anymore because they're all doing it. And look, at I, I don't mind. It's great if, 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 if everyone keeps doing bits, it saves me having to do it. And I can sit back and watch and enjoy the, the scores coming in. But what I love uh, about the page is that it's not just confined to Mayo football, even though that's kind of the premises of it. It's an awful lot, even recently, like looked at the last couple of days, it's because of, it's the time of the year. Schools football, retweeting college football. So it's not just uh, county football. Would you say that you're... you're that would it's, club it's be your favourite? Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's club is the bread and butter of the whole, um, of the whole page. Uh, like we have, we've the pod is doing well. You know, we we very high numbers for intercounty, um, but when it comes to the club season, especially, we're 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 really hitting a hitting high numbers, and uh, for the podcast, like we'll end up end up be kind of the brains behind it. Um, he 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 he's his knowledge of club football is. Is huge, but mainly club football. We do a bit of schools. If you know, end will be at games. End is on the road a bit for work, so it suits to. Uh, he does Twitter Spaces. That's a new thing we've we, we've started. We actually done commentary on a game last year for mm-hmm. Holly Mount against Kilchamon. It actually worked out very well. It's something we'll probably do more of th- uh, this year. And uh, you know, we're 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 lucky that the county board allowed us to commentate on the game. There wasn't affecting the streaming or anything, so it's a huge thing. So you know we have to you know work with these work with these people and, and it's been it's, it the more it, that we do together the more it seems to uh, benefit club football. Uh, we'll come back to club in a bit. What do you do yourself for work? Just uh, when you're talking about into there, I work for a biologics company um, in, in Ballina. So that's that's what I do for so, Monday to Monday to Friday. So yeah, I uh, I actually you know it's 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 just a hobby. 
what what I do. Um, Serious amount of effort goes into it, though, as you said when you have. It did at the time, yeah, yeah. It did. It did starting off. I think the first year or two, it uh, you know, I put a lot of work into it. Put a lot of work into doing stats of every team in club football, averages, points scored, goals conceded. And looking back at some of the spreadsheets I used to do with mental amount of work I used to spend in the evenings because I wasn't involved with any team or anything like now I last year I was I was up to my neck with, with coaching um, there was nice day I was coming home from training and like I'd finish work I'd drive, drive straight from train or from work to training even though I live beside the pitch I'd just be getting out beyond the pitch at 7 training at 8 finished at half 9 quarter 10 into the car up here off the shoes and straight into a podcast on a Tuesday night with the club championship, so I wouldn't get a bed till normally like twelve or one o'clock, and up again at six for work. So it, there was nights there, or those Wednesdays, I was uh, half asleep at work and stuff. But um, the boss that. yeah, but uh, I was good. It was you know, it was it was very hard work trying to balance that because I was also involved in the Mayo Academy last year as well. I was training the Mayo lads under sixteens, and that took up that took up a lot of Saturdays. It most Saturdays, um, and we'd have the odd meeting during the week, and then you'd. Factor in Tor McCady, that's three or four nights a week. And then there was um the podcast itself and 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 you know trying to live a life as well. So it was all go last year. I've toned it down a bit this year. I've I've stepped away from Tor McCady and the Mayo Academy. I want to give the podcast a good um you know, and, and I've or a good, I don't know what the word, a bit of room, a bit of energy to it because uh, even the last couple of episodes now, it's great to be coming home at six or seven the evening and just turn on the laptop and ring an end and go, we'll do it now. And, you know, you're finished, as you said yourself, yeah. we get this wrapped up early this evening and get Love Island in. I won't be watching Love Island now. Don't be but... telling the people that. Yeah, I'm after <laughs> hanging you, I think, yeah. <laughs> um, but you wouldn't do it if you didn't love it. But sometimes it can just, uh, the balance can tip a small bit when you have too many things going on. But as you said, you get home, you get to talk about football. You're not coming in and saying, like here now, we're talking shite. It's not yeah. saying, fuck's sake, I have to do this podcast with RF. You're looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't mind. Look, it's not often now I'm uh, I'm on the other side of the, of the <laughs> so I don't mind it. And I know it can be, you know, it can be very daunting as well, just putting the head, face out there, the head out there and actually doing the interviews. And, you know, you have to fair play to you because it's it's not easy to go asking people. And, and I know I'm in the, I've often been in the same boat and still am trying to get the right type of guest and you know even though you know yourself that that'll be a brilliant guest at work it's sometimes they won't see that side of it right. and, uh, but that's that's part of the game you know of course, you just course to... yeah. I was reading an article there today the, you did an interview with and you were talking about how you were as we discussed you're a big fan of the club football and I love how you described there's injuries and how you don't know who's going to play you know Mayo football is easy to follow and it's we'll get on to Mayo football in a while but you know it's easy everyone knows who's only at the start of the year now FPD you're kind of you're looking at new faces but I love the way to describe club football because that's what it is you can't yeah. I, I don't know how Paddy Power gives odds on a lot of club football because sure the main man could be injured you know yourself is yeah that- it, it's 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 definitely a, a, a big part of but like I know you're going to say there like there's 50 teams there's 40 something teams playing club football at Mayo and like trying to have a wrangle on every one of them. And like me and Enda, like we love it. We love club football. We love talking about football. You know, like we have a good working relationship. We ring each other. Like when I finish work, the first thing I do is ring Enda, you know, for five minutes, 10 minutes, any news, you know, what's going on. 
So we do have a good, we have a good working relationship. We do fall out plenty of times and we have plenty of arguments and we blow the, the, the blow the stream off and we go back again doing it because, but it's between the two of us to like, I'd have a, probably a bit better of a knowledge of maybe junior football and intermediate than, and ended have senior and intermediate. So we have a good sort of mix, like, but, but trying to, have a bit of news or have a, something to input on 40-something teams can be, it should be challenging, but when we get into it, we just start talking and we know we know enough to, to bluff. Like there's no, um, we don't do any like question or I don't know what the word to be for a podcast. We don't like, we just, we just literally we're, go we're on, yeah, running off, off, off the top of our noses. was said in the, in the article where, you got to you meet up in the car and yeah. press record like that's there's a beauty in that like it is and and like it's the amateur side of it i think people really like like we are professional in the sense that we go through every match most of the times yeah we go through everything that's happening and we give everything and give junior clubs the same amount to speak as senior clubs and we try and keep it in, but like at the time when it did started i used to live in tubacurry and Enda, Enda's down in South Mayo, so we used to meet in Kilkelly in the Apple Green. <laughs> and he just hop in the car, and I just stick, stick the phone on a stand, press record, and we go through it, and we go through all the results, and we just talk. So talk how many shyly. games, like, collectively, would you get to... No, obviously you can only do so much uh, on the weekend, but, like, throughout the throughout the championship now, would you be at games every every weekend? Yeah, if well, during championship now, I've been curtailed the last two years of Tormac KD, mm. so I've only been able to go on the days we didn't have a match or the you know the women before they had the match. So, um, like before Tormac I was involved with Tormac KD when RF was going as well. Like there was a day I get five championship matches, and if 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 the, see the, I'd always be giving out about this about the scheduling, right? So a lot of times is they'll put matches on. They might have three or four matches at the same time. So you can't get to them. Yeah. But uh, there might be someone have a wedding. So they might put a game on a Saturday at 12. They'll have a game at three and maybe a game at six. I'll be able to, when the fixtures come out in the times, I'll try and work out that get. Right, I'll get the 12 o'clock game. I'll make it. It's 45 minutes to somewhere else. I'll get there. Like there was one year I started in Kiltain at 12 o'clock. Jesus, I'm yeah, it was my dad at Kiltain, and then I went up the road to, um, oh, I don't even know where the second place was. I ended up in Cross Marina, and I parked in Cross Marina, and then went to the Bunny Conlon, and then back to Not More for the last game of the day. Three games flat out. Look, I love that buzz. Uh, I had a friend with me with that buzz of just shooting around to the grounds, getting in there, getting the tweets up, team sheets up, smoking fags, drinking coffee. 100 miles an hour stuff like it's great buzz Brilliant. and in the Sunday I'll do the double header again so if I'm not involved with a team I'll try and get to as many games as I can um, I think it was like 195 miles I clocked up on one weekend that was when I was living in Sligo so there's a lot of driving up and down and, um, but yeah I try and get to as many games as I possibly can um, Is that where leave... um, uh, Ref Sligo stemmed from? Were you at Sligo games at all or was it for Yeah well see I was involved with a club in Sligo oh, and right. I sort of had a hat uh, I I played a bit up there and I was involved with a coach and a team or more Gales so I'd half a, a, a foot in the door there what's going on um, so I set that up because I kind of knew what was going on up there and then I just knew from Galway there's a big market in Galway for football so let's just make it I have somebody sort of half running that and I have someone running in Sligo now 
but uh, they're anonymous as well. So, but they, they, you know, they don't, they put up polls and stuff and they have the crack with it, but uh, it's not like it's, um, it's, 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 it's as intense as, as the RF Mayo one. I, I've branched in, you know, I've created RF Mayo because I know the audience I have now, there's an awful lot of people outside of Mayo. You know, there's people from all over the country that follow the page. Mm -hmm. So I kind of keep that to national media and GEA and memes and anything that's funny or worthwhile sharing. And then RF Mayo is purely Mayo Club football. So you don't have a fella in loud going, what the fuck, Arden Ree? I don't care if Arden <laughs> Ree are playing fucking Charlestown. Like, just the skick, you know. So I try and keep, try and segment stuff to people want to see and want to hear. And so far, it's working all right. It's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's look, right, it's, yeah. It, yeah, like, it, at the same time, you know, it's a, it's a big part of the day, a big part of my life. But at the same time, I can just log out and get on with my life and Correct. still go to work and, you know. I suppose that kind of comes with the... Um, the anonymous side of the page we briefly yeah. talked about it you said that you can log off <clears throat> you can log off and no one can wreck your head give us a bit more about that you know i know you said it started and then you just kept it because that kind of grow helped yeah grow. well that, that that anonymous side of it really works but um because i was probably putting up bits and bobs all the time it just suited and it you can go to games and see when you're at club games Everyone knows everyone. Now, I, you know, now I'd say the vast majority of people probably know who I am or anyone's involved with club football have a fair idea. They'll see me at the games, they'll see the videos and see I was standing there and they'll put two and two together eventually. Mm -hmm. um, they'll see me talking, whatever else. Um, so that's fine. I still don't sh share the face. It's, 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 it's just part of, the, part of the character, I suppose, now and the smiley face. Um, I had a bit of a PR stunt there at the weekend with the back of the programme at McBurn. Um, <laughs> yeah. so I put the smiley face onto it. That was, was that yeah. real? That wasn't real, was uh, it? No, it was, yeah, yeah. That was on the back of the actual programme for the weekend. Oh, gee, I, I presumed that was a joke. That, and the I Photoshop. Like, That'd be hilarious. Imagine he did that. That's unbelievable. No, I did it. Yeah, I did it. I did it. Was, I think it was like 4,000 copies or something printed over there. So I, I actually That's was in funny. at Christmas and I met Mick. I was in McBurn's and I said it to him because um, I knew he's a deal done for the back of the programme for years it's the same ad all the time and I was like Mick I have a great idea a bit of a PR stunt I said you get people talking um, so obviously um, he agreed to it and I got the image off see Casper Mitchell to do the programme and I just photoshopped the smiley face and the RF thing on it and sent it back he agreed and away we went so it was, it was just it was a good one yeah well, look it was never done before so just like it's things like that, you know, it didn't cost much. Yeah. It didn't cost any obviously it cost Mick the ad and fair play for him let me share. But like to do something like that and then put the smile on people's faces, it's it's good crack, like that's a Definitely. nice part of the of it, I, I, genuinely throughout uh, the last couple of years, you'd have people saying, I think I remember a couple of boys were saying like uh, there was a fella, a couple of fellas in my town. I think that's our ref. And you hear that fella's our ref. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was really <laughs> the secrecy of it really helped grow it. It, it, it did, and there was it went on for ages, you know, because and because I wasn't really like associated with a team, you know, I played for Burrishul. I was involved with Burrishul for years, but I never really like like I'd left that scene for long enough that people didn't put two and two together. I Me mean, living in Sligo as well. So I was getting a lot of games in East Mayo, Ballyhonus, Charlestown, Clare Morris. I was coming down from Tubba Curry, so I'd always try and get games around that area. 
so it took away from the West Mayo side things as well. Like, so no one could figure out. Well, he's always up in fucking Charlestown, so <laughs> he must be from Charlestown. And then, yeah. you know, the name, and there's a guy in Charlestown with my name. I'm not going to say my name on yeah, this, yeah, just for the crack. But there's a fella in Charlestown with the same name as me. And uh, the, the XPRO outed me one night on Twitter. Oh, and nice. put my name up and then they were like oh sure he's from Charleston and I know that fella so um, <laughs> like Zodiac trying to figure out where what games yeah yeah I'm like sure it's out the cat's well out of the bag now but let's, there's no point it's, the crack is still good about it it's just a bit of crack you know? I suppose it can work in positive ways and negative ways I don't know if you have had any backlash or any kind of you know, kind of yikes moments putting up something you, should ha- you shouldn't have and the fact that they don't know who you are might have helped yeah, I, I think it was cheek here. I was I like looking back on the stuff I used to post in the beginning, I wouldn't do it now. Um, because it's you know, the platform is too big and yeah. it's it was wrong, or you know, it was probably criticism of too harsh criticism a lot of the times. And looking back, obviously regret them sort of things now. So I've t- toned it down a good bit. Now you have to be yeah. respectful too. Do you know you have a big platform like that? You can't be a fucking dickhead. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't, you know, it's, it's just not right. So I have toned it down a good bit um, in in a, in a lot of ways. Um, and you do get, look, you do get fucking, there's, there's headers out there, there's lunatics out there, there's people, there's no reason to, there's no talking to, um, they don't think about what they say. Um, it took a while to get used to that. Um, but now I just, just mute them and just get on it. Have you ever heard anyone on about RF while you're in the vicinity? Yeah, yeah. I'd say that happens a good bit, does it? It, it, it did a good bit, yeah. It did a good bit. Um, it did. I remember there was a game in Castlebar. It was a club game. I think it was Ackle against Kalala in a quarter final or something. And I had a, I put up something about uh, about Ackle, about the game. And the guy beside me took out the phone and goes, would you look what this prick is up now? <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah, that's fucking... Uh, he hasn't a clue that fella, and the lads will be laughing away. We'd all had a great laugh about it, you know. It's happened a good few times that that that, that. and you see, um, especially in club games, if Mikhail Parr, there's always people in front. If I, there's always people in front of me, the vast majority of the time, they'll take out the phone and be on Twitter and they'll be looking at the tweets. And you'll see, you'll see yeah. my tweet, you'll see them looking at my tweets. It's weird, like, um, you see it a good bit actually, but uh. That's all part of the part of the game too. Yeah, but motivating at the same time, you know. You're that's nice to see it. Yeah, you see things like that now. The program was a nice thing to see on a big scale, you know. Um, and I do have the odds, you know. Yeah, it does come up in places and now and then. So, yeah, look at it. it's 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 nice to see it around the place, and it's 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 it's, it's part of the part of the positives of it, I suppose. Hundred percent. Um, before we go on to Mayo. You said you've you're going to a lot of club football the last couple of years. This year in particular, what we'll go players and teams. Is there any one or two players, a club that may be shining this year, or one or two teams that you expect to go well? Uh I think that's a that's 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 a question on everybody's um everyone's mind when it comes to Mayo. Is there anyone that's you know, I do a lot of Q and A's on Instagram and it's always the question. Who's uh, who's the next up and coming player for me? I think to have them in the squad, I think everyone that should be there is there at the moment. Um, is there anyone unlucky? No, because see, like to Sean Moran for Casper Mitchell is probably the outstanding prospect. Um, if if you were to look at players, he was seventeen this year playing the club championship. 
he's in with the Mayo under 20s now. I think he actually was asked into the senior panel. Um, I don't know, did he take up the offer? But he's um, he's with the under 20s. He didn't look out of place. He's playing at the highest level, played a semi-final. Um, looked very comfortable on the ball and, and didn't look like a 17-year-old. So I'd say he's probably the biggest prospect coming in Mayo. There's a good few other lads then the they'll probably be minors. There were minors this year. You know, you've, you've Clark, yeah. um, you've Mahadi from Cross the Line. There's, there's, there's the Hurley, the Hurley brothers. Mm-hmm. There's players coming. Um, are they going to make the step up? Look, I, I, I always, it's hard to know, but I don't like putting pressure. And I think we have an awful habit in Mayo of blowing smoke up young lads' holes. Um, let them, let them find their own let way out. Let them develop and let them see you. You've exactly. Boys, uh, under seventeen minor, and they're not playing at under twenty. You know, and you think they're going to be the best, the best prospect under twenty. I, d- yeah. I definitely think we do have a good underage setup. Um, we always are turning boys out like we're unlucky. Um, this year, you know, let's say it was under twenties last Sligo. Yeah, that was like, unfortunate. That was, that was them last two goals were just, you know, very lucky and. Gone. Yeah, and you know, uh, I I mentioned that keeper. He's in, actually involved with the Mayo seniors now. I lady Brian O'Flaherty, um, took it on the chin. You know, he he made a mistake around it. Look at him now. He had a great season goal. I lady, he'll be the Mayo under twenties keeper again this year. Um, great free taker. You know, that's so. the makings of you. You know, if you I think to, if I think you at a young age, yeah. That, you yeah. know, you can come back from Minton. That at, at yeah. that time, that's the biggest moment in his life. And if you can get to get over that. To, you know, you're you're the makings of a, of a county footballer, a senior county footballer. I think I think you do. I think the sooner you get a knock, um, I think kids these days are they're 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 too sheltered. Um, there's too much. It is um, hard at the same time like that. You know, if ten years ago, you're not having footage of that. You can go on Instagram and it'll be up on, I don't know, whatever you know, and share it thousand you know, times. Howler, yeah. You know, and you were thinking everyone's watching this now. I'm shite and I'm never going to get in the county panel. You can see how it's easy for ads to. To get down and out yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and and I mentioned there about being sheltered. I think as part of young fellas, I think they have to experience setbacks and not, you know, maybe 20, 19, 20 is too old to be, you know, I think when you're 12, 13, there's nothing wrong with, with, with losing the county final and being upset about it and, you know, taking them belts when you're younger because there's no one in the world and you will say, you'll be, everyone's in the same boat here. You're going to get knocked on your hole and you become an adult and there's times in your life where you're going to get knocked flat out no one's going to be there to pick you up by yourself. So you better get used to it. Just get going again. And I think the sooner these young fellas experience life like that, it might be getting turned down by a woman, but I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> that's part of life. There's no one isn't going to go through life without getting setbacks. And um, it's, it's, it's something I, I noticed, especially with the, with the under 16s, with the lads, you know, you know, under 12s, under 14s, they don't, there's a lot of fellas probably not used to getting the getting the kick in the hole or they're not set back. So it's Especially no harm. Especially if they're one of the top players coming up under 12s, under 14, 16, and they've always been the best player. And yeah. then at minor and a manager's not picking them because they're, let's say the work rate isn't high enough. It might be different at club. And they're saying, fuck that manager. He's not good enough. He doesn't know anything about Yeah, they'll, 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 they'll tend to grow, grow habits where they blame it's always somebody else and instead of looking at them. So that's another part of it too. You'll see that in young fellas. And them lads never really ever make it very rarely they make it you know natural talent isn't going to be good enough you have to have a good worker 100% I um, Jimmy Lyons he was uh, managing the Mayo Ladies Hurling he managed us in school and Jesus Christ he was some manager I thought like it, some people love him and some people hate him but 
He was the most <laughs> straight up manager, you know, from if it was a drill where you were hand passing back and over, it was just if you were not doing it 100 percent, what the, why are you here? You know, yeah. and some boys just couldn't understand how harsh he was. I think I think I actually came across that fellow. We were under sixteens. I think he was managing Ahmor. Yeah, yeah, we were managing Ahmor for a while. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I am. Um, we were playing Ahmor in a challenge match years ago. Under not challenge match, it was a, it was a league game. It was Ahmor B, and we were we shouldn't have been in that division. We were them bet with hammering hammering this poor fuckers looking back at it. <laughs> we were we were hammering them, and I remember. Fuck action on the pitch with the ball and him coming out in the middle of the game beating the head of me. This is, I'd say, 2005, 2006. Yeah, and, and I, I remember the manager afterwards saying to me, he goes, he goes, if that fella is fucking you out of it, he's dead right. Because um, there was Jimmy Lyons is a, a well-respected name in, in me, in fairness. 100%. I remember this quote he told me. He says, uh, you should train every day, eat. You know, he was just all or nothing. And he, personally, for me, it was... He brought me on, like the year I had him was the, you know, the best year of football I ever had. Now I put it down to him and it was just no bullshit. And if you didn't like it, suck it up. And yeah. that was it. And, and I think it, the and old school approach works. Yeah, I think the old school approach works. To certain players, yeah. To yeah and players. certain young lads. I think, yeah, I think young lads need that, 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 um, I think they need to experience it anyway. You know, the soft touch doesn't work. I suppose the, the main thing we all want to know is, where do we think Mayo are going to go or how far are they going to go this year? Uh, Simple question, but a hard answer. Yeah. I think a semi-final would be sufficient. I think most people being realistic enough would be very happy with that. I think... I'd be delighted if, myself. Yeah, if they get... If they, you know, if there's a not a, not a young players playing now, if they get bads back to fitness... If they get like a bit of a run, if they have a good run at the Super 8s or whatever the fuck it's called, the quarter, the group stages this year, they get to a semi-final, put in a good show, they show signs of improvement, they show signs of a game plan, tactical awareness, etc., etc. Then I think, you know, we're asking for enough. I'd be I'd be very happy. I'm very happy the way things are at the moment. I think they're putting an honest shift against Galway. They worked hard. Uh, Jordan Flynn is getting better and better. He's becoming that dominant midfielder I think we need. And um, I thought he was. Uh, I know it's FPD, but I thought all the as well as the Galway game, he was he was the standout player for me. He, um, my old fellow was asking me. He didn't see one of the games, and he just asked me who who was you know who stood out, who played well, and I just mm-hmm. said Jordan Flynn. You know, dominated as you said, became the midfielder that a lot of people expected, and then maybe had doubts at times and stuff like that. But uh, if you look at the average age of that team, it's. Sure. It's it's kind of we shot ourselves in the foot foot in a way because we had such an unbelievably experienced team and we mm-hmm. stuck with it. But now we're at the end of that and it's like a, a full turnaround, full three sixteen. Yeah, it comes around the sixteen seventeen team, the peak of that. That's all gone now. And although few. although people said, "Oh, that Dublin team was was you know unbelievable and it was the same team." Every year there's one or two little changes, you know, maybe one yeah. person coming in. So they kind of did it in a, a slowly. They had, they had a freshness. Thinking. Yeah, they were, look, they were, they had their shoulders to wheel for six or seven years and um, they were changing one or two lads or one or two lads that go out for a year and come back in. We we, we had the same 14, 15 players and and probably just didn't have, the, we didn't have the quality on the bench. Dublin were bringing on former player of the years, all-stars, 
match winners, you know, that's probably ultimately what it was, even though we got so close. Um, like, when you look back, we had them. We had so many giants. Oh, we didn't, get there. Sure. We didn't get there. And then, and it's, it's, it's done. It's, it's, it's it, another. It brought us great enjoyment, though. It'll, they'll definitely yeah. go down as probably one of the greatest teams in ever to win All Ireland. And, you know, we got a serious amount of entertainment against another team that will be regarded as the best team, you know. Yeah, we got, we got great years. There's great years here following them, supporting them. And that ride, like 12, 13, you know, 16, 17, like, they were, they were, they were every, every, every year was really good, to be honest, but even 14, the replay was one of the best games I was ever at. 100%. Mental. Um, and that, look, at that, it's, it's done and we might look back in another 10 years and we won't have a, a trip to Dublin for a couple of years and we'll go, Jesus, we did have a good, we know we didn't win and as a supporter, I suppose, we, we, we probably get bogged down an awful lot on, we didn't win it and we don't kind of, you'll always hear, you know, other counties say, well, I wish we had a quarter of that and we had a few trips to Dublin and so on, and which is true, like, but when you get so close and you've followed them for so long, you're kind of like, come on, just get over the line. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. At the same time as providing a lot of entertainment, I feel if Mayo didn't win anything, I was going to say for the next 10 years, but they haven't, if they didn't get to the semi-finals and maybe an All-Ireland final, the passion and the support wouldn't change. It's just... I don't know if people realise in other counties what the the support for Mayo is like. It's it's one of the biggest social aspects uh, in the county at times, you know, going up to Crow Park. And maybe if they weren't in Crow Park all the time, it might be a bit different. But it's why are why are we so mad? Like, why are Mayo people football mad? It's because we don't have anything else. Basically, yes. The only show in town. But, and I mean that in a good way. Like, mm-hmm. there, is, there is nothing in Mayo that will ever compare to Mayo playing an All-Ireland final, bar Ireland in a World Cup final I don't, soccer. I don't think so. I don't think that comes no. close. There's, 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 there's absolutely, like, when it comes to All-Ireland final in Mayo, there's nothing else. Like, There's no other sport that competes with it, even close. Like, There's nothing that even comes near it. Near it, like, GA is, football is the biggest show in town. As you described the World Cup there, I remember getting the ticket to, last minute ticket to the Mayo-Tyrone final. And you can only describe it as like getting a ticket to a World Cup that your country is in. That's the only way you know, someone from another country, you could understand it. But it was bigger yeah. because if we won it, it was... I remember we have a pub in Ballyhonis and I remember I was working for... Um, obviously one of the Dublin Mayo uh, the year Vaughan got sent off I know that's yeah. a bad way to describe it but that's we were, what it was that's what it was and <laughs> that was that was the the game we were most likely to win and uh, I remember I was behind the bar but hardly fucking serving at all just watching the game and I remember yeah. my outfit who was staunch Mayo like most outfitters in Mayo and uh, I remember him looking at me with this like look of it was more fear than anything and he just says get ready I think we're going to win in All-Ireland and it was more at the fear of what is going to happen to this place this town and this county if it actually happens what what happens then yeah it's is it not a seven day do we like do we close the bar at all or is I don't know no no I, I'd say it's, it's it, it just it just turn into an absolute fucking zoo <laughs> it's better, maybe it's better we don't win it 
for a day or two. Yeah, I don't. I think that's a big massive part of it. People don't know what had happened. You know, we don't know because it's happened so many times now that we thought we're we're, we're getting closer. But like I I I know the exact moment you're on about because I was sitting in the the queues extend. And I turned to the woman sitting beside me and didn't even know her. And I just said, looked at her and I said, I said we're going to fucking do it. <laughs> we're going to, this is it now. This is it. We have them. But um, yeah, we've got taken away. And, and I think we're numb from that now. But that's, look, that's part of being a fan and, and everything else that goes with it. Um, what would happen? Um, I don't know. Look at that. It had it, 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 it just been nuts. But I, it's not going to happen I'd like for to find a out long now. time. Do you know, yeah. You know, it's funny, right? I had this discussion with the outfella um, about Mayo and all Ireland. We've had that unbelievable team. Uh, we've been so close all the time. And it's just like, maybe it's just dreaming. It's just like something that had happened, you know, um, that we'd win it. Because we were talking about how Stephen Cohn would be, I know he was demoted. Well, I won't call it demoted. He's vice captain now. And uh, he'd go down as probably Mayo's greatest ever player. Um, ah, no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He'd, be, he'd go down as Mayo's luckiest captain. That's, that's what, what I was saying. And he said, well, how <laughs> could he be picked by this manager? And I said, well, how could... Well, you, you can be a great... No, like, and like Stephen Cohen has been a great servant for Mayo. No doubt about it. And deserves his button squads and teams. And he obviously, he's a, he's a ferocious attitude when it comes to training. And you ask anybody about him, no one will say a bad word about him in terms of his, his application and the way he carries himself and... He's a great representative for the Mayo brand. He's a you know good lad. I have never heard anyone say anything bad about him. Um, but uh, it would have been a nice. I know where you're coming from. It'd be yeah. a nice finish to have all those things. But it's look at that's uh, it, there's no room for not that's not sympathy is the word I need. But there's no room for uh, I, I forget the word. But when it comes to winning and stuff like that, it's it just doesn't fall in. It's, it's rarely the fairy tale stuff. You got to make it happen, and just because Cole was captain, yeah, that's not going to be. I hope, I, yeah, well, I hope we're wrong, and Paddy Durkin makes <laughs> it. But it's yeah. just like you'd love it to happen, like the year Johnny Gall. I know people call it a, 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 not a fluke because they were coming and they were a great setup. But you see Tyrone, and I know it's early days. Didn't get far after beating us. Lasser is coming the weekend. It's like yeah. these people, these teams that if they're not Dublin, if they're not Kerry, they're coming and they're beating Mayo in the final. And then they're going Yeah, and, 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 you know, they're probably the best team to get in a final, you know, and, and, and sometimes in, every every so often you get teams that come in a flash and they might have enough in them and luck goes their way for a year or two. And that happened to any goal. And it's, Tyrone got gifted one in 21 you look at them now they're fairly poor but they seem to be they don't seem to be kicking into gear again you can forgive them having a lull last year but it's 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 probably a bit early either to say that you know we're going off one round of the league you know there's still a long way to go but just going and we'll finish it up but just going off that one round of the league well I suppose it's probably more than that but that this weekend uh, or last weekend gone especially even the Mayo game if you watch the Mayo game Galway game versus Hammond Tyrone game where is the game going because majority of the Mayo versus Hammond game there was 15 men behind the ball yeah so, um, I know what you're, you're saying like the, how, how the way the game is developing with uh, defensive football um, it's not a great uh, brand for the game because no I know it's not and it's it's not pleasing on the eye and 
you could hear the fans going mental when Mayor holding on to the ball and they're saying, let it in. And sure, you can't just kick it in. There's no point kicking it in when there's 15 fellas. And I think I think this year, more than ever, the stigma behind putting 15 men behind the ball is now gone. I think I've seen Dublin do it, I've seen Kildare do it, I've seen Mayo do it, I've seen Gawler do it, I've seen Roscommon do it. Um, it's standard practice now for Mayo uh, or any other inter-county team if they want to shut the shop for five minutes then shut it. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it's just if one team does it, the other team has to do it. Yeah, like it, it, it's standard now, like things things have things have changed. You know, if you're the, you have to forget about what people like to watch when you when you when you put so much into it. You put 15 behind the ball to close out games or to stop a team scoring. That's what you have to do. Yeah, but I don't see it stopping for any time. It's soon. not going to stop. No, no I I don't think I don't think it will. Anytime soon, I think. I think it's just part and parcel of the game now. You you get behind the ball. You don't let the other teams score. You don't let them get a couple of scores on the board. You hold them out. You break possession. You break up the field and you hit them on the counter. I think it's just part of football now. I is think that, you just have is to. Is that accept how it. you play the game until some other? What system is going to break it down? Like, you know, when is it just, going? Because you can see now people are say, getting fed up of it and they're saying. Uh, hurling's a great sport and hurling is you know people might just you know the normal average neutral fan might just say yeah this is just ridiculous to watch only for now Mayo and Galway somehow was an unbelievable game even though they and so was Roscommon Tyrone it was a poor enough. yeah it was a poor standard of actual football but the, the, the defensively they held out but what, what's going to happen is you know people some people will get sick with, but it evolves in itself and what will happen I'd say in the next five years is you're going to have an unbelievable brand of uh, counter-attack in football and, and how teams will be breaking. If they can turn the team over, they'll be able to get a score in 30 seconds. They're bombing up the pitch. They'll probably keep one or two fellas up there. You know, they'll probably keep one, and it'll be a quick kick pass up the field, two runners off the shoulders, one, two over the bar, set back up. It's probably just going to become a lot more of a aerobic kind of game, up yeah. and down, two huddles you, of people. You saw that a good bit with me, oh, when did it break? There was, it was, as you said, there was a good bit of excitement and, and now Galway would flood back and whatever, but that initial break of the pitch was, the excitement was, can Galway get back, can Mayo get a, a quick score? So yeah, I suppose you're right. Is that? It is, it will, it will, it will evolve. Would it, it be will a brand of football, I won't give your tactics away, but you said you do a lot of coaching, like, what what do you coach? Would you set up defensively? Would you go man for man? How would you? Oh, uh, it, it depends, look, it depends on what, like, it depends. It's good to have a philosophy or it's good to have some idea what you're doing. Um, you know, if you want to keep it tight at the back. Or put, but it also depends on what you have. Correct. In terms of your, what's in your squad, what suits your game. If you don't have any backs or you're a bit watery in the back, you're always going to flood the events and try and hit them on the hop and have your two best forwards up there. And keep, a, keep, keep, keep bodies in the half forward line and one inside. And when you do win an over, turn over, you get the ball, you skip line to kick that ball quickly can up the pitch it depends on who you're playing if you're playing a really good team or if you're playing a really poor team you try and ram it down their neck but sure it's it, it, it's horses for courses isn't it really yeah, I'd, like, I'd love to have like i have an idea of how i'd love to play and how my teams would, would set up but it, it, it's theory and practice it, are very different yeah yeah look it all depends it all depends on the type of team you're playing you know um it's yeah it's it all depends on, on exactly you know what, what what's in front of you but look at that's that's the beauty of it. So what is 
what is the plan? What do you see? Or where do you see RF for yourself in the next couple of years? Where do you want RF to go? Or? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I think I don't know. I like I like the pod is growing all the time. The numbers are are going up all the time. We're getting more and more listeners outside the county, um, sure and outside the country. International, yeah, international listeners. Yeah, there is. You know, and it's you don't really take any heed of it. And you get the odd message. You know, it's great, but. Like we've met, we've been at games and stuff myself and Linda, and we've met people that maybe were in Australia or in America, and like it blows you away the amount they tell you or the amount they, what it means to them that they have. It's not just your general, you know, sports podcast, but it's kind of like it feels like they're sitting in a bar or sitting in a pub in Mayo, and they're just in the corner, they're listening to two fellas talk shit. But to get a feel for what's going on around Mayo from it, you know, that sort of way. Mm-hmm. Like, I know an awful lot of people that have came home since they often say to me, Go, the first thing we do, and you know, it's be, it could be two or three o'clock during the day when they get their episode on, they're, or they're straight away, they're listening to it. They can't get enough of it because they probably don't hear about the hassle in Mayo Gales trying to get a manager or the drama <laughs> in Castlebar Mitchell's with something happening. You know what I mean? Like, that's the sort of small talk that you'd miss. Um, and the numbers are abroad are huge, like Canada, Australia. Like there's, I, I, I can nearly look it up now, but the, the amount of countries, I think it's like 30 something countries um, listen to it on a regular basis. Whoever, like we know some of the listeners, like if Rory Duffy is a big fan in, in Poland and he always messages and says in Poland, there's a few in America and Canada, Qatar, uh, Australia, New Zealand, Vietnam, Jeez. Peru. There's one fellow in Peru who always listens, but I, I've, I've said it a few times on the pod, but he never um he's never messaged or yeah. or, or gotten contact. A, so I, a, I don't a know Peruvian, man. He's mad into the guy. Yeah, or it could be some fella that has a VPN set to prove. Like <laughs> we don't know all that. But um yeah, no, I don't know what I don't know what's coming. Genuinely, I like to kind uh I like to keep it fresh, keep improving it, keep you know, pushing the pod and, and keep things going that sense and keep the Twitter page going and keep relevant. And it's nice to have an opinion or nice to have an opinion listened to, or, you know, people mightn't agree with it all the time, but I like, I like to think that someone out there might agree with me sometimes. <laughs> and I'm tweeting shite like, and then the funny videos and all the, all the rest of it and the jokes and the content and all that. It's nice to make people laugh. You know, I got a kick out of that. RF so I don't know. Well, it could be gone next year. Like it could be gone <laughs> in the morning. It could be. It could be. Give your Twitter account if it does go. I'll pay it. Yeah, I'll sell it. I'll sell it to you. I'll sell it to you. Yeah, you get a nice price for it, I'd say. I say I would now. Yeah, yeah. It's probably worth a few quid now. I actually got a few warnings about um, copyright infringements and stuff. Oh so Jesus! That. Yeah, yeah I actually it, as well. Yeah, and do you know what? It was. It was. It was a genuine. Didn't think anything of it. I, there was a video from a Johnny Gall club game. And it was a TikTok and it was a last minute goal to keep someone up. But there was music on it. And it was Celine Dion. Um, you know, the Titanic music uh, yeah. was over the video and it's copyright infringement from Sony or something like that. And the account got um, suspended for a while. So, yeah, you're going to get five strikes. So, you know, you got to be careful. Oh, stuff Jesus, and then it's gone. Yeah, that's so. a, just a, a tip to anyone out there that thinks you can just rip, rip content and, and post it. Don't. They'll catch you. Or RF could be aren't you? If you're robbing their <laughs> <laughs> There's enough of that. I'm robbing everyone else. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just about getting it. It's just about getting it up first. You know. Getting away but, with it. 
getting away with it, but uh, being quick enough to put it up for us or a joke or something like that, you know. 100% lad uh, it's been yeah. an absolute pleasure hopefully uh, I can be coming back talking to you next year and we have an All-Ireland or something like that you never know hopefully or I'll probably be sitting in the same seat the same t-shirt <laughs> on me gentlemen thank you very <laughs> much no problem at all no problem man. fair play alright no bother